Hi everyone, welcome to Packers Unscripted from Packers.com. I am Mike Spofford sitting alongside my trusted colleague Wes Hodkowitz. We're coming to you here from our studios at Lambeau Field. And Wes, Wednesday afternoon in the Packers locker room was uh, sort of Pro Bowl selection reflection day, I guess <laughs> you might say, both for the players who made it and for the players who didn't. Um, some interesting comments from Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, he brought up his disappointment that some players like David Bakhtiari, Corey Lindsley, Kenny Clark, Blake Martinez didn't get more recognition uh, throughout this process. We talked a lot about that on yesterday's show. But one comment, if there was one comment from Rodgers that really stood out to me when he spoke to reporters at his locker about the Pro Bowl selections, in talking about Devontae Adams and how much he deserved it, he then threw this one at us. The beauty of his game is that there's still room for improvement. And he called that a potentially scary thing for defenses and a great thing for the Packers offense in the future. If he's right, Wes, if he's correct about that, that Adam still has uh, room to get better in his game, boy, this could really be uh, – we could really be on the verge of, of watching something special. Yeah, I think we are uh, already and seeing the maturation of Adams as a receiver, as a playmaker, and as a leader in that locker room has been on full display this season. The thing that I like the most right now about Devontae, uh, when you look at his skill set, 100 catches, as we said, 1,300 yards, 12 touchdowns, chasing down numerous franchise records right now with two games left in the regular season – is the fact that he's never been short on confidence. Even going back to 2015, 16, 17, he's always felt very confident in what he can do. But now he's starting to see the fruits of those labors on the field, both in the terms of what the production has been and also the outside recognition and accolades. If you stack that on top of the confidence he already has and the tools he already has, I think that makes him a very dangerous receiver in this league for years to come. Uh, Rogers makes a great point. Devontae Adams here in a week will turn 26 years old, I believe it is. Yeah. Uh, he is a young guy. He is a guy at the peak of his powers right now. And as time wears on, I think whether, you know, you've seen some of it this year, but I think these next two, three seasons, I think the NFL is going to start understanding and appreciating what they have in Devontae Adams, the receiver. Yeah, it's interesting getting uh, a little bit of a glimpse into his psyche and his perspective because this year, this season that he's putting up and he's not done yet with two games to go, this is clearly going to set a new standard statistically. And it's not always about the numbers, but with what he's going to finish the 2018 season with this this is a new standard but yet every time that we talk to him as reporters you get into a conversation he's always very engaging with the media you get the sense that uh, the fact that he's setting this new standard that he's almost going to force himself to live up to it doesn't bother him it no. doesn't it, he, he's he's not shying away from it at all he's almost saying to himself bring it on here we go yeah and it was funny because uh you know he kind of took Jair Alexander under his wing a little bit earlier <laughs> this season and while they play different positions and are entirely different athletes uh you can see that common trait between the, the two of them in that they're very comfortable in their own shoes they're very comfortable with the expectations that come along with the game of football and you know they excel in those pressures so I think when you look at Adams right now, uh, you know, he knew right from the get-go, Jordy Nelson's gone. You know, he's going to have to be the face of this this offense. Uh, and he, as soon as he lost Randall Cobb and, and Geronimo Allison, that didn't change his focus at all. He just challenged himself to step up even more when he's working yeah. with young receivers. 
most of this season, Mike, 14 games now, Devontae Adams has been getting the majority of the attention from defenses, especially more recently here in the last month and a half. Sure. And he's still found ways to be productive. He's still found ways to make plays. And a credit to Joe Philbin and the offensive coaches. I know it's been a tough year, but their ability to also scheme him up a little bit too and make sure that you can find ways to get the ball in his hands even when he is getting double coverage, even when he is getting cloud coverage. Uh, it's impressive, and it's impressive to see that Adams has really executed on that. I'm, if if he ends up breaking the receptions record, that's the eye, that's the stat I have my eye on. Okay, because it shows utter, complete consistency, and that's so difficult to achieve in this game. Yeah, I, it's funny. I don't play fantasy football. I haven't played fantasy football for twenty some years. I happened to catch something on Twitter the other day, that said, something about of all the skill position players in the NFL. There's only one guy who has scored at least 15 fantasy points every single week. Is that nuts? And it's Devontae yeah. Adams. And I, it, partly I don't know exactly what that means, but it speaks <laughs> to your point about consistency because the guy has produced every single week, win or lose. He needs 13 catches to surpass Sterling Sharp's 1993 franchise record of 112 receptions which actually was an NFL record NFL was record really? for single season yeah sharp if you don't remember this 1992 1993 sterling sharp set the NFL single season reception record in back to back years in 92 really? he broke art monk's record with 108 art monk had either 105 or 106 wow. and then in 93 sharp broke his own NFL record with 112 now since then other guys have been in the 120s and even 130 I think I don't even know what the record is now but when sharp set that franchise record of 112 that was actually the second consecutive year that he had uh, set the NFL record for single season receptions so oh. um, what you find? Uh, Marvin Harrison 143 40 143 2002 wow. with the Colts yeah so Dang. There you go, and that was uh, that would have been 19 years after. I'm sorry, nine years after uh, Sharp in '93. Yeah, it's inc- it's incredible to see where the league has gone here. Because if Devante ends up breaking the record, then he'll be tied with uh, Pierre Garcon and Rod Smith for 20th in NFL history now with 113 receptions. It just shows you, shows you I mean, how, how this game has changed. evolved. But yeah. Uh, yeah, no, still a great thing for him. And to get back to your fantasy football question, uh, <laughs> if, you, if you're if you in a PPR league, uh, points per reception, you have 100 receptions and 12 touchdowns, you don't, it doesn't get much better than that. So, yeah, <laughs> okay. Devontae Adams has been a real dream in that way. And then also nine touchdowns in 12 games this year. We talked all year long about his streak of having touchdowns on the road. Um, it's incredible, and especially with some of the issues the Packers have had scoring the football yeah. this year, that Devontae Adams has been that good. Yeah, well, the other franchise record he's closing in on is his former teammate, uh, Jordy Nelson, in 2014 had 1,519 receiving yards. Devontae Adams right now at 1,315, which means he needs 205 to get to 1,520, and break his former teammates record do you think he gets that one well I do I, I if, if if he gets an opportunity here with Aaron Rodgers the next two games I think there's a po- good possibility he does it yeah, just I think all he needs is one or two big plays yep. you know and and, uh, right and, and that 200 yards in in two games can definitely happen and you know if Rodgers didn't really say this part of it out front because he said when and we're going to talk about this in a minute all the reasons that he wants to play against the Jets he wants to finish the season you know uh, to be a leader to be there for his teammates. But you have to imagine there's also a part of Aaron Rodgers that appreciates what Devontae Adams did for him this year yep. and trying to help him break that record. I totally agree with um, you. And, and 
this is a Devontae Adams had a real special season, and if you know where he came from, what he's persevered through, he he had a Instagram post, I believe it was last night or the night before. Uh, I know you're big on Instagram, uh, <laughs> where he he basically said, and I'm gonna end up messing this up probably, but from you know count it out to count it on. And, you know, when you think about that. That's pretty two, good. It is really good. When you think of 2015, yeah. Packers, how difficult that season was, losing Jordy Nelson. You know, the weight of the world appears to be on this kid's shoulders, and it's really not. He comes back the next year, and he does what he does, and he makes sure that he improves the way that he feels like he can improve. And now, I mean, he is. I mean, he's the offensive MVP for this team this year. It's just everything that he's gotten – right now through 15 games, 14 games, I don't think you could find anybody who says he doesn't deserve it. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, Quickly, though, Packers fans, stop in at your local Quick Trip and pick up your Packers Cup today. Get 89-cent refills on your Cafe Karuba coffee all season long. Wes, you had mentioned uh, we also heard from Aaron Rodgers on Wednesday his reasons mostly revolving around leadership and those types of topics as far as why he wants to play out the season these last two games, even though the Packers don't have a shot at the playoffs. We heard from David Bakhtiari, who answered the same questions about the Pro Bowl snub again. But Which he enjoyed. Um, yeah. <laughs> but he also, said, um, he also said he would like to finish out the season as well because he's like, hey, I'm a pre- professional football player. My contract says I, there are 16 regular season games. The contract doesn't say you play until you're eliminated from playoff contention. Right. There's something certainly admirable about that. And then Brian Balaga, the other bookend, the other tackle on the Packers offensive line, he's addressed this as well. And not only did he echo some of the things that Rodgers and Bakhtiari said, but it goes a little bit deeper and a little bit more personal with Balaga as far as his motivations as to why he wants to finish out these last two games. Why don't you give us the recap on that? Wednesday's locker room was really interesting to me in this way because I looked at Rodgers, Bakhtiari, and Balaga almost as like the football trinity uh, <laughs> in terms of you want to ask players why they're playing out the season. I thought between those three guys you got a really clear picture yep. and portrait of what this game means to these guys and, and why there is that motivation even when you're out of playoff contention to finish this thing out. With Rodgers, it's leadership. How can he ask people to rally for him if he's not willing to rally for them down the stretch during the most adverse situations? Now, again, last year was a different story. He had the collarbone. It was still healing. There was a big danger there uh, if he aggravates that, what that could have did to his offseason. So it made sense for them to shut him down. Right. This year, yeah, he tweaked his groin muscle. Yes, he's been dealing with the knee. But those, you know, the knee specifically are things that he's been able to play through. He wants to be out there. David Bakhtiari, as long as that quarterback is on the field, he's going to be there wanting to block his blind side for him. He's had to deal with his own knee injuries, uh, lower body issues throughout the course of the season. Has started all 14 games. As he said, the contract that he signed, it didn't say play until you're eliminated from the playoffs. It said play for 16 games if your body allows you to do so. David Bakhtiari is hell-bent on doing that. Lastly, Brian Balaga. This yeah. was the one that I thought was the most eye-opening because he really – Balaga in general, I've said this before, he's been amazing this year uh, in terms of really letting the media in, letting people into his thought process and what this year has been like for him. Trying to come back after tearing his ACL last November, getting back on the field a couple days shy of 10 months. Which and, was incredibly impressive. And that's why he, it is so motivating for him to want to get back out there. He tore his MCL two weeks ago, as he said, 
you know, against that game against Arizona. The doctors told him two weeks you got to sit this thing out. The two weeks passed. He was back on the practice field Wednesday. Right. He feels good to go. And he said it's about his wife that, that sat there for three weeks post-op doing everything in their household because he couldn't move. Uh, it's for the PT staff, the Packers training staff, that helped him get to this point, that put in all the hours to get him back on the field for week one. And this being his second ACL, second ACL. rehab of his professional yes. football career as well. And, and as I wrote in the story, some people were wondering, a lot of skeptics were wondering whether or not he'd be ready for week one. He did him one better. He was ready for that preseason finale, was able to get some work against Kansas City before going into the regular season. Yeah. He's battled through a lot this season. I think... To Brian Balaga, and I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I have to imagine this has to be one of the more gratifying years he's had. He started 12 games. He's overcome a lot of doubters. And the fact of the matter is, the Packers need him right now. Yeah. Jason Spriggs is in the concussion protocol. Yeah, that he, was a new injury that, yes. that cropped up that uh, that we weren't aware of until Spriggs was not on the practice field Wednesday. So if you're not going to have the guy that had been subbing in for Balaga, then you have to start wondering what's going to happen there. Well, Balaga's back in there. He wants to play. I, I just think those guys know what the franchise quarterback means to this team. It's their job to protect them, and they want to be out there regardless of what the win-loss column says. Yeah, I uh, um, I couldn't have been more impressed, frankly, with the comments from guys like Bakhtiari and Balaga and, and what they said with regards to, um, you know, at the heart of it, Wes, they were basically – expressing what it means to them to be a professional football yes. player. And, yep. and I, I, I couldn't have more respect for how they're going about it. The other thing I will say with regards to this game in particular against the Jets, the last road trips, the, the last road trip of 2018, the Packers are 0-7 on the road. I think there's something, and maybe I'm way off base here, I don't know, but I think there's something about when you talk about the transition of young players from the college game to the NFL, and we've seen the Packers get some significant contributions from rookies, Jair Alexander, Josh Jackson, Marquez Valdez-Scanling, Equinemius St. Brown, you know, this rookie draft class that is looks, you know, showing a lot of promise here for the Packers. There's something to be said for going on the road and winning a game in your rookie year so that you're not coming back your second year in the yeah. NFL and then you start getting on airplanes and getting going, boy, this didn't go so well last year. Yeah. You know, I, I think there's something to going to New Jersey and winning this game for those young guys in the locker room to, to experience, as Aaron Rodgers said, experience the postgame locker room, the bus ride, the flight home, and be able to process everything that it took to go on the road in the NFL and get a victory. Now, maybe that doesn't rank up there as high as some other reasons to play this game to win, but I think for the, the, the near future of this, uh, of this Packers team and how it's currently constructed, I think it could mean something. I think it means a lot. I think you look at Jair Alexander, and even Mike, you could look at the, the, the rookie class from last year. Uh, that hasn't tasted a, a win on the road since that game in Cleveland, the overtime game right. uh, against the Browns. So right. there is a, almost, I don't want to call it a cleansing, but I mean, you, you want to pick up a road victory. You want to know what it's like to get on that plane after a game uh, with the taste of victory in your mouth. So uh, yeah, it's it's a big challenge. And I think you look at the way the season has gone for, for Todd Bowles and the Jets and 
you know, the writing is on the wall in a lot of ways right now for them. So it really is going to come down to what team wants this more. Who wants to dig deeper? And I think there is. I wrote in an inbox this week. I think there are a lot of young, hungry guys in this lineup, some that have played, some who haven't, Yeah. that want to get out there. They want to show what they can offer, and they want to win football games. I mean, at the end of the day, it's about winning football games. David Bakhtiari said it too. This year has been tough because, you know, you could talk about accolades and snubs and things like that, but he's like, my, my goal is I want to win a Super Bowl. When he got drafted in 2013, he felt like he was close to being able to win a Super Bowl right off the bat. And this was a guy that came from a one-win program at Colorado the year before. He wanted to win. That is the thing that pushes everybody the most. Yes, you and I get paychecks. Yes, we're able to support our families. But if we write crappy stories or we have a terrible episode of Unscripted, it doesn't feel that good. <laughs> right. So, I mean, from their perspective, yeah, you can, you can lose these next two games. Does it change anything? No. Your fate is still sealed. But again, as I mentioned last week after the win over the Falcons, you win these games. You finally get on a winning streak to end the season. Then you go into the offseason with a little bit more hop in your step. Yeah, I agree with you. And uh, last chance for the Packers on the road in 2018 is at the big tin can in East Rutherford, as <laughs> I like to say. It's uh, it, it, it's maybe the most nondescript of the newer stadiums in the <laughs> NFL. Or driving through New Jersey, and then here's this big gray metal structure that kind of climbes out of the trees and here we and bring your binoculars because that yeah. press box we're, we're way up there oh Sunday. i got them okay and it, it's fun too because uh the thing that's great is it's like okay you look at the the diagrams right now for la uh you know we were just uh in minneapolis uh, and how that stadium looks yeah and even even chicago to some regard although soldier field's been there forever in its form yeah they they sort of drop something strange in the midst yeah. of a war memorial but you but still got the ca- skyline carry on yeah. you still got the skyline right. still the yes, atmosphere absolutely it's so funny i've only been to new york once and it was for that 2013 game that scott tolzien started and i remember pulling up to the stadium and being like wow i'm in like new york new jersey and this is this is the stadium right yeah. like like somewhere <laughs> along the line some mm-hmm. architect signed off on this thing was like yeah. yep we got it. So uh, with all due respect to them, it's just, it, it is interesting when you think of Yankee Stadium and all these different venues, Madison Square Garden. East Rutherford. East Rutherford, baby. So it'll be fun, all though. Right. I'm excited to get out there. All right, yeah, we'll, we will see what happens. And for now, we will call it a wrap on this edition of Packers Unscripted. Be sure to follow all of our coverage of the team on Packers.com. On Twitter, he's at Wes Hot. I'm at Mike Spofford at Packers for the team account. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you next time.